back by popular politely asking demand demand uh-huh. it's pilot on welcome welcome to pilot, pilot on. on the podcast in which i myself grace helvig and uh my cohort and boyfriend elliot morgan uh talk about things that we have absorbed in the media realm uh mostly via television um but not and, uh, we took a break we took a break Mm-hmm. from uh the podcast not we didn't take we weren't not it's not a we're not on a break but um yeah th- this we don't know we didn't know what to talk about for a couple minutes yeah well the world uh is a wild place right now and so we have done our due diligence of uh taking a step back and observing and learning and listening and it's been lovely um grace it's was been also, lovely it's been very overwhelming it's wonderful it's paradigm shifting it's uh yeah. educational it's humbling um but grace was also just a guest on uh the valley cast thank you for doing that grace thank you for having me and we we got to answer our uh questions give advice yeah all sorts of things there was a structure to that podcast that you will see um is showcased in the flow of it this not so much structure no no structure no idea what we're talking about no idea where to begin queer mm-hmm. eye survivor these are all of our yeah we've been watching uh, a lot of <laughs> we we've been watching a lot of things we've been absorbing a lot of things we've been um uh I, I for myself i've been um in the background just you know listening and and watching and then the respite from the serious listening and watching has been things like queer eye things like rupaul's drag race all-stars things like what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows can we talk about what we do in the shadows oh i mean Guillermo. get it out of the shadows shine some light on it it is oh, wonderful careful. you're gonna hurt it if you do that. i know that's the thing it's a delicate that show is so a, good it's a little beacon of beauty and light it's really <laughs> so good it's artistically so cool it's shot so cool and there is there's such a level of like um humility to it Uh i know i said this a lot on the valley folk podcast but there is like a level of when you really take in that show how wonderfully it's shot and how well acted it is that Mm -hmm. you're like do people know about this like i want more people to be talking about how great this show is yeah and then what's his name pops up at the end from father concords what's his name not taika watiti the other guy they're both executive producers jermaine clement or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like the original pops up at the end of the season, just like he did last season. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoilers. It's wonderful. It's great. Guys, what? There's a lot going on. So much going on. I mean, we don't have to pile it on because it's already been piled. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, By but... the way, we before we started recording this, I was like, okay, let's do it. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make it entertaining. Let's wear crazy clothes. And Grace said, I'm going to put on a different shirt. And then... Uh, yeah, and I did. What Can you explain this? This is uh... um, Hannah Hart in her college years. Um, these are the shirts that Mamer and I made when we celebrated her 30th birthday. We ironed on these uh, images of her playing what looks like Guitar Hero in her college uh, UC Berkeley dorm. Um, That's wonderful. And it's just a very pure expression of um, joy. I for sure thought she was like eight years old in that. No, no. (laughs) She's probably like 18. Um, Yeah. And then you also put on a fun outfit, a plaid shirt, a plaid button down over a white T-shirt. Listen, I'm not trying to whatever, but I didn't know that this shirt had been in the Valley Folk office for like sex mm-hmm. six months sex yeah. months and uh wow, i'm excited to slip. yeah for real um i'm excited to have it but i don't it's you know it yeah is. you look like a casual msnbc reporter 
Yeah, just here. Where's the papers? Reporting on the ground. And you can trust me because I'm like you. Relatable. <laughs> Relatable. Um, Grace, what have we been actually doing for fun? Why don't we talk about fun stuff? Yeah. What are we doing for fun? Right, okay. Because here's the... We've been doing some fun stuff. We've been doing some fun things. Because here's the dichotomy about everything that's happening right now is that... Uh, we have a, a, an undying urge to participate in the seriousness and the gravitas that's happening uh, in the world. But at the same time, we created this podcast as like a simple, fun, joyful place for us to talk about things that don't have um, major repercussions on society as a whole. And so... But when everything <laughs> we're watching does have societal yeah, repercussions... <laughs> we're trying to find the balance. And so there is a dedication between us to creating a space of joy and silly dumb conversation so don't want it to get mixed message that we are ignoring what is happening in the world I think instead i i know but i just have Give to over explain yeah. i gotta say it for myself too so i believe it this is what we're talking about how language means so many things oh yeah we got we to a big psychological conversation about the limiting abilities of language last night and that's yeah. where we're at we i mean it sounds like we're having conversations that like it's we get so deep in them sometimes yeah. that it's like a it's masturbatory. masturbatory. It's like yeah. literally us just flexing brain muscles at each other. That no, it's, it's stupid. Anyway, it's not, I mean sometimes it's stupid, but it's nice to be able to do that because sure. we were talking last night. And I was like, if I didn't have somebody to just vomit my thoughts about this out, I don't know what I would do. It'd probably be somebody who like makes posts on the internet or something. Yeah, yeah. I might <laughs> That's take. That's terrifying. To, I thank God I have you because I might take to Twitter otherwise. Mm -hmm. And uh, I need to get it out to you and then I have no need to actually get any sense of uh, superficial validation You're from doing a social okay. media platform. You're I gotta doing talk fine. Oh no, I'm doing I'm doing okay. But also I am newly obsessed with this tweet from Trump about him walking down this ramp that I do think we should talk about a little bit after we talk about the fun stuff that uh, we've been watching. Well, now you, if you want to bring up, baby, if you want to bring up talking about Trump and you want to pretend like I'm not immediately <laughs> going to be wanting to do that and not talk about whatever it is. All right, let's get into this tweet. Okay, so uh, in the unending. I didn't know she was bringing this up, by the way. I didn't know this was part of the. Well, I took Goose on the W and I just got obsessed with this. Uh, and I'm just so curious to like break it down a little bit. I do not follow Donald Trump on Twitter because I enjoy. Um, oh, joy on oh, my timeline where I can find it, yeah. but you I can find it with him. Um, so 17 hours ago, as of right now, as looking of this at screenshot. this, as of this <laughs> screenshot that I took a couple hours ago, uh, well, I saw that everyone, you know, it's his, it's a, uh, so he was born birthday. years ago. It's a birthday. He's 74 years old. Wow. He's an old man. Well, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> that was not, it was such an easy, low-hanging fruit. Well, that's what this of. is all about. This is all about that uh, he went to the West Point. Uh, he did a commencement speech, and then as he's exiting down this ramp, watch the video, It is he's having, uh, he's, he's struggling. There's no way around well, it. Well, let's read the tweet first. Um, and so, yeah, I saw this tweet, and I was like, why is he so fixated on something? And the tweet is, from the president of the United States. <laughs> the ramp that I descended after my West Point commencement speech was very long and steep, had no handrail, and most importantly, was very slippery. The thing I was going to do is, oh, the last thing I was going to do is, quote, fall for the fake news to have fun with. Final 10 feet, I ran down to level ground. Momentum, exclamation point. 
I mean, well, let's dissect. This is the it. president of the United Listen. States is tweeting a, uh, a cover up for his physicality before people can pick it apart. But by the irony is that he's asking for people to pick him apart on this now. He's broadcasting this uh, blanketed cover up for his physicality is, uh, and it's There's begging kind of, people yeah. to investigate it. I would never have known that he struggled to walk down a ramp had he himself not tweeted so much uh, the, the, the covering up of his inability to walk down a no, ramp. I wouldn't have cared. I read that tweet and I was like, well, I have to see this video. Right, I have exactly. to see what you're explaining yourself for. <laughs> Do and you want to see that. this video? Did, I've have seen, you seen the video. It? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought I didn't even think he needed to say anything. I mean, he is it struggling. He is very much struggling. I mean, but he grabs it. Let's be. What let's was call- weird? The weirdest part was when he. Did you see how he grabbed the water bottle? He did that weird thing that he does no. sometimes. He grabbed the water bottle. He what weird it. thing that he does? He grabs lots of things really yeah, weird I mean, and inappropriately. And he goes like this, and he holds it, and he like grabs the bottom up. And then puts the water down. That's a psychopath. And then he hobbles off. But I thought the video, he, if he had not tweeted that. Exactly. Uh, I wouldn't have cared. President of the United States. Oh, he gives a little gift. <laughs> it's, I'm obsessed with it because it's so. Momentum. It's a little. Go it, momentum. It's a. <laughs> it's a it, the, okay. Our president is is not an athlete. Let's call a spade a spade. This man is, uh, he plays golf. Uh, which I guess is a sport, but this you could consider, you know, sitting a sport. At I get point. it. It's not. It's not a but, sport that people go like. You know, you're not going to be in. No, he doesn't need to have. Um, a sport of skill, not a sport of necessary yeah, athleticism as a whole. He is not an athlete, okay. and the idea that people will pick him apart for not being able to walk down a ramp, which. It's a very, he's not good at the walking down of the ramp situation. Nor is he good at a lot of like standing and like he kind of has any physicality. He is not a physical, he is not like a, I don't, uh, I would be, I'd pay, no, I wouldn't. Uh, if this man took a voice and movement class to get in his body the way actors do. There's a certain, so I get like, I don't like seeing people just make fun of the way Donald Trump looks or walks or no. talks or speaks. Uh, but I but do this think, is, oh, I do think though it's important to note that he everything so he does is, is is very insecure, and he also is so um, it's everything is so strange. Like the hair child. is weird, the walking down the ramp is weird, the grabbing the water bottle is weird, standing talking to reporters, he looks like his knees bend in like an H. Like it's a very yeah. No one's taught him how body bodies. It's so weird, but why is it all weird? <laughs> I know, and that's why this tweet is so. I'm obsessed with it because this is like a twelve year old. Who is going through like okay, puberty so that wants people to understand that he's totally cool in his body and there's no way that he's doing things yeah, wrong and that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so <laughs> among every other thing that he is doing that has such a larger sweeping grandiose terrible effect on humanity this is an insecure petulant child that is obsessed with I mean, adults knowing that he can walk down a ramp when to be fair this is not an athlete. He might not be able to do it, and he can't do it. Yeah. But the fact that he's obsessed with seeming strong, seeming physically like capable, and he's just uh, not. No, it's very. He's fun just to, not. And also, I mean, there's something to be said for like 
I sorry, I'm obsessed with it. I'm just. Oh, like, you're fine. I think it's fine. It's funny to see you get fired up. It's because you'll you almost <sighs> tipped over into to pure rage there yeah. for a second. So I was like, oh, dial it down. Yeah, the uh, I love the um the last thing you know I was gonna do was fall uh for the fake news to have fun with now. I personally think it's very funny how much Donald Trump thinks that all news is fake news, except for one particular news outlet. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are the odds of that? Um, But it's interesting because like his support, his base hates fake news. They don't watch CNN. They don't watch the people that they think are fake news. But yet he speaks to his base about them in such a way that's going like, they're going to look up that video and they're going to see the fake news sources. So the, it's like, he they don't he's he didn't need to do it. I know he didn't need to say that's that. That's what I'm obsessed with. <laughs> the fact that he's replaying in his head that he can be physically, you know, sound and capable. And the fact that he's obsessed with his inability is such an insecure, like, regardless of his status as the president of the free free world, he is a child. He's stuck in this like prepubescent idea of being made fun of because he physically wasn't chosen for like the varsity team like it is so overwhelmingly like this to me is like this is a this is like a teenager tweeting right now this is a teenager tweeting like I I could have won the soccer game you guys know that I could have won the soccer game but I decided not to I didn't I didn't make the goal because I decided it's I also think it's worth noting though that like we Fascinating. We and are fascinated by this. Not saying this is the highlight or what people should be focusing on in their lives. No, right now. no, no. We uh, came here to have fun. Or, or in relation to Trump. But I do think, though, uh, yeah. No, this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what I'm about to tweet. This so, is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. But there is, like, I, I want to know. I, okay. That this is an insane person. That's an insane so person. Sad. Okay? But I want to meet the person who read that tweet and was like, I was gonna make fun of Trump for walking down the aisle the ramp weird, but now that he explained himself, I kinda see where he's coming from. I wanna meet that person. I wanna meet the target <laughs> of this tweet that actually changed their mind because obviously the people are gonna make fun of him. It's his dad. It's his dad. He's got this, he's never been loved by his father and he's obsessively trying to be loved by a father figure and this is him explaining to a predetermined father figure that's already gonna make fun of him for not being as uh, capable as the other boys that he's already explaining like this, I'm still good, I'm still good. It's so obviously like, you're you're bad, you're a bad boy, you're a bad boy. It's also interesting, if you're going down a ramp, right, and you can't go down the ramp good, like don't. Also, you're going down the ramp. Gravity's on your side. Gravity's working for you. Right. Gravity's helping you down there. Best case scenario, like kind of make a little. This is a crazy idea, but if Donald Trump was like, "Hey, could I do possibly anything to have good PR in the eyes of people who don't like me?" I would say maybe next time you're falling down a ramp. Maybe have a modicum of like a sense of humor about it or some None. kind of like some kind of yeah. winking at how silly it is. And, oh, he tripped. Oh, it's whatever. The guy can't even make fun of himself. No, he has like, no ability so to. What position does that put the rest of the country in other than to go? We now have to make fun of you for everything. Yeah. You <laughs> because that's even... what you do with people who can't make fun of themselves. Oh, it is just so uh, draining and fascinating. Momentum. Like, <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> this felt like the um, least 
um, emotionally, you know, the problematic thing to address well, from is, him and his behavior. And, this and goes, it just is in line with everything that I'm like, this is stupid. This is very stupid. You're a, you're a but, sad little boy that's never been loved and you <laughs> desperately want people to think you're good at everything. Oh, man, that story the about Melania is, with the prenup. Oh. oh, Melania changed her prenup before moving into the White House. That's beautiful. Oh! That's beautiful. It's almost like it's all right there. He's never been loved. Uh, He'll never be loved. <laughs> but, uh... All those shots of Melania not just jerking her hand away when he tries to hold. <laughs> so it's so, it's actually it is pathetic. There's a little it's pathetic at a time. Sad. But when we talk about these things, it's worth noting because we've been having very again in depth masturbatory yeah. occasionally conversations about things, getting real into the weeds, and it's wonderful. It's been a wonderful conversing time mm-hmm. with you, Milady. But. <laughs> One of the things, Melania, oh gosh, no, baby. Uh, One of the things that we've been talking about is how language itself um, can serve two purposes. And people are saying, when they say one thing, they're saying that, but maybe they're saying another thing Mm -hmm. and they're putting a little on it. And we know we're like having different types of meta conversations. This conversation we're having right now, I think, is serving as our way of actually venting about more than this particular tweet oh, so sure. we're we're laser focusing in on it this as a way my, of being like this is my safe in to talk about how much i'm um incredibly disappointed and upset with this human being you know like there are very very intense things that this person is doing that is um truly damaging a lot of people's lives yeah. and the world at large this is my small in to be like he can't even get over the fact that people might make fun of his physicality he's obsessively trying to be like a superhero and he's just a fucking dorky wimp and he'll never be that and he's obsessed with it and i'm fascinated with his insecure (laughs) obsession with wanting to be a strong man when he's just a petulant weak little boy And that's that. Um, we've also been watching Queer Eye. I'm going to engrave that on your tombstone <laughs> years from now. Uh, but That was very good, We man. get very obsessed with this, and then we um, have to give ourselves a moment to uh, enjoy the beautiful, fun things in life that this podcast was started upon, one of which is... And I'm just staring at the tweets. I know. Though. Look, I'm this not. is all I did earlier. Momentum. Momentum. <laughs> oh, get the you're a dork. What oh, a fucking dork. He's he's baby, he's he's um the good news is though um You know he, how on uh, American Gladiators there's always like the HR person that gets to come and run the obstacle course and you're like they're not going to do a good job but they think that they like took a CrossFit class once and that they're going to be so great at you think it. Donald Trump took a CrossFit class once? Can you imagine? That'd be so great. Oh, God. Anyway, we need to pivot because... We do need to pivot, <laughs> but you have to get that away from the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get this. I'll, I'll get it and, 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 and also, though, to bear in mind with him, um, you have to get ready because November is coming. Yeah. And I Big don't know reminder. about you, I got no, I got no anticipatory thing of thinking that we're not going to have anything other than this for the next four years. Yeah. That. So major reminder right Thanks now to, to check your voter registration status. There are and super, take a deep breath too. take a deep breath. Um, also look at all of your voting deadlines, understand exactly when your local and uh, other elections are happening in your state. Check your status, check your status, check your status, because I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, you think you're registered one, you might not be, or two, you might be registered in a different address or an old address. And so it is super, super worth taking 30 seconds, just checking your voter registration status and getting everything set. Do it now because you know what? Momentum. Uh, Momentum. uh, I was going to talk about how we have 
started flirting with uh, Married at First Sight Australia. Oh, baby. Oh, boy. We've teased this out before because it was teased that Married at First Sight, the Australian franchise, was coming to America, and it has begun, and I believe we're five or six episodes in, and wow, what a ride, or to say it in Australian, what a ride. That was pretty good. That was terrible. No, it wasn't good. But no, it was... I can't do an Australian. It's the hardest accent for me to even attempt to do. There's such no, a yeah. weird yeah. mouth uh, uh, moving of all of it that makes no sense to me. But it's been um, very fun to watch because, one, this whole franchise, hopefully some of you have seen it by now, uh, it moves so quickly, which is it answers a lot of the problems that we had about the American version of constantly teasing out like one dramatic clip and spending two hours to get to it, you know, but this moves almost too quickly now. It it moves too quickly. And I I feel like I've heard things and maybe y'all can help us out here, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I remember hearing that this show was particularly uh, produced and particularly scripted. I could be wrong. I don't know. But oh. I've, I've, I think I've heard that, and I maybe didn't, and I might be making it up. Yeah, but I'm pretty well, sure I heard it. There's a question around also um, how big of a franchise this is in Australia to the point that like the same way The Bachelor is in the states, where people like prime themselves to be cast yeah. on the oh, show. Interesting. Yeah. That I wonder yeah. if this is a much more popular franchise in Australia, so people are primed. And particularly ready to be on this show. Yeah, and and because it does seem like everyone one, all extremely attractive and very articulate and well spoken and just generally and genuinely interesting people. Very Australian. Very Australian, but also everyone seems extremely interesting and is able to talk on camera in a way that seems like they've been media trained. Uh, they talk in sound bites very well. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, but it doesn't even. You, it takes a second to realize how well spoken they are because when you yeah. think back about the American versions and you think about like Austin being like, you know, it's really good, and you know, I don't say love. Um, I don't have a timeline on when I say love, oh. and uh, you know, and this, they're just like, you know, I don't know, like we're super attracted to each other, and you know, it's uh, it's it's ripe and ready to go, and here we go. Um, so I'm really desperate. I'm not trying. turned on by the Australian accent. Thank God, because I can't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they and also this show, it's kind of okay. Just for a fun experiment, y'all should like check out um, the American version of Married at First Sight if you haven't already, and then check out the Australian version because in addition to the Australian version being more uh, quicker, it's also the budget is so much oh, better. Like there, the American version was filmed in a camcorder. I didn't know that it was a holy. I didn't know it was a every, completely better show. Things aren't lit to the nth degree in every single right. room that they're in. It does. You can't feel the amount of taped up lights. Uh, lights on them. But they're also going on honeymoons, like to Singapore, to uh, mm-hmm. the Australian coast. Like uh, you can tell that the budget isn't just wine and beer. No, they're not. They're all, having actual drinks. They're not all sharing is, one room at a Marriott in some <laughs> a Marriott where they get married in front of a fountain that's not on. I know, I know. That's crazy. All of their weddings are literally Pinterest-looking weddings on the Australian version. That they're like yeah. in a field in this beautiful, like uh, Victorian-looking location like they're beautiful looking weddings do you remember the fountain that wasn't on for all of them yeah by the third wedding that you see that it's not on you really see the metaphor loud 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 the symbolism can't help itself well and so i don't know the names of these people but i will say that i can tell you that every guy 
of every couple is the same they, they, person. They all have the same haircut. The same exact haircut, yeah. same exact kind of features, same yeah. accent, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a uh, lesbian couple, which we yeah. have not seen on um, the American version, right. but yeah, they're hot and cold. Them. Well, oh, okay. it started off with spark. they found out at the wedding ceremony that the one woman had just recently ended it with an ex to pursue being on this show, which was a red flag to the other woman's uh, bridesmaids that were like, wait a minute, you had an opportunity to get back with your ex and you decided to go on this show because you thought that was a better idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that is a, that's a red flag. <laughs> I'm like, uh, are you a person that's chasing this entertainment side mm-hmm. of this? Or did you just need a reason to end it with your ex? And this is a, a very aggressive reason to end it with them. Yeah. And and, and then the, the woman who's, uh, I wish I knew their names, yeah. whose bridesmaids like yeah. took up for her and were c- curious about the, the new wife on the honeymoon. She suddenly is like, I, I know I was acting a certain way at the at the wedding and they were very hot and heavy and like talked through things and made out. There? And now she's not attracted to this woman. And, and she, and as a result, she went and meditated by herself. She went and meditated <laughs> in her yep. hotel room, and yep. then disappeared for hours on end. Well, and then the girl had to confront her and go, "Are you not attracted to me? Are you not even going to try?" That's just uh, British. It, yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting because the immediate my first impression of all these paired couples was, "Oh, the Australian version's doing a great job. They all seem pretty compatible." And then we get to the honeymoons and all of a sudden shit's hitting every fan that's available. Yeah, it's just pure dust. It went Everyone's just casually like, I don't I don't think this is right. That we're opposites and I don't like this. My favorite exchange was between um there's this one of the girls has a bunch of tattoos and she's they're all kind of weirdly like jacked. And yeah, they're all very strong, which also leads into the idea right. that they're all built to be on reality TV. Totally. And she was saying, like, I got into bodybuilding because I used to be a drug addict mm-hmm. for a really long time. And whatever. They didn't go into You're that. You're Irish, too. Yeah, whatever. I'll take all of them. <laughs> uh, and so the guy's like, it's not a big deal. Like, your past is your past. I'm not going to let that. I didn't me. marry like, you from five years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. And like I, if I five years ago for me, that's a different person. I totally get that. I respect that beautiful exchange, whatever. And then. Uh, all of a sudden, though, the next day, they don't have cameras around, unlike the American version where they film them constantly. Right. And they basically relay a story about him being like, I make 25 bucks an hour being a truck driver, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm happy doing that. And then her response was, $25 an hour, that's not going to cut it. And she basically was like, I, because of my drug addiction, was poor for a while, and therefore I'm very sensitive about who... Uh, about how much money some dude is making. This guy, I think, I'm curious what you think about this, Grace. Mm -hmm. I thought he was rightfully justified at the beginning. I think it's a rude thing to say. I think it's something to clear up. I think it's something you should hit head on. Mm -hmm. Even in hitting it head on, she got very upset. She didn't even like the fact that he brought it up, which I think is a point to, uh, Mm -hmm. to him. But I also think that he obsessed over it a little bit and couldn't get over it because it sounds like they're both getting drunk and they're both, um, yeah, well, the, the, the strange thing that we don't have full context to is that they talk about a conversation and the way they talk about it was like, you know, last night at the end of the night, she made an offhand comment that she thought was being funny, but it really actually rubbed me the wrong way. The subtext of that is we were drunk as shit and, you know, she made a 
off-color comment that when I sobered up, rubbed me actually the wrong way. I was way. still mad, basically. I'm still mad. And then when he brings it up to her, she, you know, tries to quickly acknowledge it, but then they get drunk and it have is, another conversation, yeah. and she forgets that she even said that. It's an anti-drinking ad, similar to how the fir- the American version <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. long, like, this seems unnecessary. Well, they also, yeah, they... They allude to conversations that happen off camera so quickly that you have to kind of like catch up on context of what they're yeah. saying, uh, especially because they don't have it on camera to show you what happened. Um, and then they basically uh, he gets upset with her for smoking. Oh, yeah. And then they have a huge falling out. Like their dinner basically devolves into drunk people having nitpicky well, things about them. And she had the whole like, she's like, I've, I've only smoked three cigarettes. I only smoked this. I only smoked that. Well, and she's very like, strong Why? in her convictions about things. And with that is like very strong in saying, you know, that one, the joke about him making a certain amount of money is just a joke. But then the reality is because she's had a certain past that is real for her. Yeah. Also, so okay. it's a very confusing like way to present. I'm just kidding, but it's also extremely real for me. Like, yeah. And so he's having a hard time being like, I, we barely know each other. And is this real or is this? Yeah. They're both terrible and insane. Yeah. But, uh, I do think like it's one thing if you're starting out dating and you're like, I don't want to date a smoker. Like that's gross. It right. grosses me out. I don't want to be with someone who's, who's doing that. It's uh, very fair, I mm-hmm. think, to be like, that's a boundary. That's sure. the thing I got. I do, however, think that if someone is telling you that they're, they used to be a drug addict or they are a recovering drug addict, whatever the terminology is, uh, yeah, they're going to probably smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Like, like there should be a little bit of leeway for if you find out somebody is – well, there's also a drug that like, yeah, they're probably going to smoke cigarettes. Don't don't be shocked by that. Yeah. The the fascinating shock of this whole situation is not only are they being married at first sight. Oh. This is now his wife. She's laying. She's ex- exposing this extremely heavy history that she has and asking this relative stranger to trust that she is completely rehabilitated and everything's fine. That's so much to ask of uh, someone. One, you've asked this person to be your husband by being part of this experiment. And then two, you are now asking him to trust someone that he's known for a couple days that they are completely rehabilitated and that it's not a problem. Uh, And then in that same breath, within a few hours, you make an offhanded comment that um hurts his ego and identity as like a hardworking person. Yeah. And so of course the, the fragile wanting to be supportive of someone overcoming a hardship in their life Mm -hmm, mixed mm -hmm. with like the cutting down of someone who's actually tried to build themselves up is a hard pill to swallow. And they're not going to do What are your predictions? You think they're going to, you think they're going to make it or, uh, well, based on Are we going to make the, it through the season? I don't know, because based on after that conversation, it was the best line that we have heard in reality television. That was something along the lines of, if you gave me a ticket to the airport right now, <laughs> I'd walk there till my feet bled, <laughs> is what he said after that dinner conversation with her, uh, which is bonkers it's incredible it's wonderful it made me love the whole franchise and think here we go because in the middle of an empty restaurant oh it's great like fully lit (laughs) it's great and uh i love the pace in which they're showing us everything that's happening however i will say it's now a little too quick 
I wish that they would like slow down for a second because so fast it's done immediately and so they're not, fast they're not I, showing us the real many of the real moments I know I feel like there's a happy medium between the way the American version is and the Australian version and the uh, the other thing is after we got to this honeymoon phase of these first like five couples they started a new episode where they're marrying two more couples. Uh, what is that? There's what so that? many couples being Why married at first sight. Australia, you got it good, and now you're doing it way too much. There's a very basic storytelling structure like, that you can follow where you don't start over at the beginning <laughs> with new couples out of nowhere after you're already in the drama with the other couples. That's it's crazy. Like, it's like when a child gets praised for telling a joke, and then they just tell that joke over and over and over yeah. again, and Did you're you like, like all right, it's no longer cute. Mm-hmm. You got to get a new bit. That was great because we were like, we were like, oh, we got two episodes. Oh, this is going to be wonderful. Back to back. And then we started and it's like the whole season starting over again. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we're out. I'm invested in where these guys are at in their honeymoon. And now you're asking me to start over with new people, um, which I will eventually watch. But it was just like, no, I'm on this journey with them. I want to see if he walks to the airport till his feet bleed. I bet he will. I bet he will. Oh, and then there's the other one, the, the guy who's just like really obsessive over uh, his wife's like being active and him like taking the lead on like uh snowboarding and oh, rock climbing. oh yeah that he thinks that she's just like a prissy princess and type. she's done like from my vantage point she hasn't done anything wrong or she's bad like at all. rock and climbing he, with him and, and she chilling. goes skiing and learns how to ski even though she doesn't know how to and then yeah. he's like really good at it and he keeps saying that like He's afraid that they're just opposites, that she only cares about superficial things. He's creating a reality. But that's the thing is they're not showing us so much. They're only telling us, and I want them to show us more. I tell you, guys. What are we doing? We have complaints about everything. Give us something great. We'll tell you what's wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's where Uh, we're at. We started watching also Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. Mm -hmm. Um, We got uh, 10 minutes into the first episode, and then we got into a very deep philosophical conversation about language. That's exactly so we got that. sidetracked, but that is the next one that we're but Mari's watching. Mari's on it, and Mari is a guest yeah. on the Valley Cast, uh, f- probably late last year. I don't remember. Mari is a, a Smosh, yeah, yeah, person, um, and yeah, she's on this season, which is very exciting. With Zeke, with Zeke, who we love very much, and um, it's it's very yeah. strange. It makes it more intimate, like that. There's you know someone that you actually know in the real world. That's yeah, honest. totally. It's crazy, and then also there's a slight bit of just jealousy where I'm like, I wanted to tell me. She's everything. met Jeff Probst. Yeah, she yeah. got to do the little thing with the balls where you kind of put it in the holes and you got to. Oh, we you haven't know, gotten there yet. We got to see um, how it unfolds. I can only assume she did it, but yeah. So that's all wonderful. But we also, guys, we watched the uh, episode of Surv- or season of Survivor with Ben. Where Ben? Uh, oh, we watch healers versus champion. hustlers versus heroes. Right, and I don't know if we've talked about it too much, but oh my goodness, that was a wonderful time. Yeah, so we yeah we went back. We had been avoiding that because we watched Winners at War, and we knew that Ben was a winner from that season, so we didn't want to watch it because we knew what the final outcome was. But then we so had nothing to watch, so we invested in it, and it was so great. Such a great season of TV. I think I'm slowly. Ben was. Uh, and I, I, there's part of me, like everyone has told us, I wish that we had watched that before we watched Winners at War because his relationship with Sarah and saying like, you need this on your resume, vote me out. Oh, just tugs at the heartstrings retroactively. Ben was a serve he was gonna i mean he had to win it he was so good he was so good and when he when he let uh that woman believe chrissy or i think was her name i forget believe that he found a fake idol or that she found an idol and he's just and it was fake and he was like 
oh yeah, I'm gonna let you have. And she's like wearing it, saying like she found it at their mm-hmm. reward thing. Ooh, we're talking in a lot of like weird. It's impossible to follow unless you've seen this. Even season, I don't really know what you're talking about. But uh, when she's exactly. laying on the the bed after they had like an award dinner or something, and she says she pulls out the idol to show it to him, and it's completely fake, I and remember. he knows because he found the real one, mm-hmm. but he plays along with it. And oh, because like, they tried to wow. convince him that the idol yeah. had been found, so it didn't look for it. Uh-huh. The game is uh, perfect. He's so good. I think I'm finally converting Joe and Steve to start watching it. Oh, I just don't good. know what season to like tell them to i have no idea david versus goliath was really good david versus goliath was a really great like first ones to watch for us but i i do wish that we had gone back and started um i know we knew we knew what we were doing we knew the mess we were getting in and now we gotta we made our bed to ourselves we did it to ourselves and we made our bed we gotta sleep in it whatever you want to say momentum momentum uh so is there is that it? What else? Have I we think been? that's. I mean, unless we want you guys want a full dissertation on like what we've been doing, but we got some exciting stuff that uh, is yeah. going on under the behind can, the scenes. We're we're making some lifestyle choices and some yeah. uh, things going on that are very exciting. Um, thank you for letting me vent about the president of the United States and his dumb dumb tweets. I had to get it out. <laughs> but wh- how much better though that he does tweet stuff like that is so you know, like because you have this inkling, like, you have quiet this and you, elegant, exactly. Like, you have this inkling that he is like a spoiled, stubborn, insecure little boy, and then he tweets things like that, and it confirms all of it for you. And you go, great. It is all also, I need to see. It's crazy, yeah, that there's no. Um, I don't know I was talking about this t- with some some friends, or I, no, it was on um the fundamentalist. Pete mm-hmm. and I were talking about the uh, the like. The, these actions being like for me i'm i struggle with it because i'm like give me something to be able to defend here in my like liberal la bubble sure. that, that has some modicum give of, me some devil's advocate yeah give me something where i go oh great no yeah. nothing no, no, absolutely nothing. not even a whisper <laughs> no and it's that's kind of like okay freeing but as someone who likes to make jokes about both sides of uh, the political spectrum. You get nothing. You got to give me, you got to give me you something. You get nothing. <laughs> I can't walk downstairs. There you go. Deal with that. You want some ecstasy? <laughs> Wonderful. Some smarties. Sweet tarts. They're sweet tarts. They're everybody. sweet tarts. Sorry. Um, momentum. Momentum, which is what we will um, gather back up as we continue to podcast. Now we took a couple weeks off we and, and uh, we broke our seal and we came back a little bit. You feel good? You feel okay? I feel as, I feel fine. I think folks right now will enjoy a nice reprieve of just rambling and venting. Yeah. I think we did a good. A also, good let us know, as always, what you guys are watching currently. That is a little bit more fluff. We're watching all the heavy stuff, but we would like some um, recommendations on stuff that reprieves our brains a little bit. Yeah, as long as it's not, you know. Yeah, fluff. <laughs> all fluff. Fluff. I got it. Bye, everybody. Bye.